0: hi Ashley hi Amy how are you today boo I am excited because it's our serial killer episode it is and we all know that I'm a murderino and I absolutely love talking about serial killers but more than that I like to learn about them too so so guess what everybody for the month of April this is Amy's bowl of cereal
1: yeah we have Ah, you thought it was ash (laughs) no
0: it's me i've given the reins over this month to um amy because she has come up with a serial killer for us to to learn a little bit about so i am excited hopefully it's one that i have not learned or know about at all if it is that's okay too but technically
1: everybody knows about the serial killer do they technically everybody does and you don't realize it Okay,
0: okay. So, like ladies and, and this
1: gentlemen, this week's, or this month's episode of Amy's Bowl of Cereal, I should say, <laughs> is on Mr. Gary Heidnick. Gary Heidnick, okay. All okay. right. Just a little bit of overview about Mr. Hydnick. His name is Gary Heidnick, also known as Brother Hydnick or Football Head. He was born November 23rd, 1943 in Eastlake, Ohio. And this sucker, let me tell you guys, he is the inspiration for Buffalo Bill and Silence of the Lambs. Nice. Buffalo Bill is based off of Mr. Gary Heidnick. So if you've seen Silence of the Lambs, you know it puts the lotion on its skin or else it gets gets the the hose again. again. (laughs) <laughs> so, uh with that being said, who loves his dog? Yeah, well, there's not loves a dog his, involved in this his, guy's life.
0: <clears throat> so, um but that, that but yeah. that's neither here nor there. And I I love how especially with like Silence of the Lamb, like they also included Ed Gein in that because that is what um Hannibal Lecter was actually based off of. And um I just love all of the movies right. that are based off of right. Ed King, because he's one that I've always loved learning about and and talking about. So, well, speaking of cannibals, um,
1: Mr. Hyde had a little bit of cannibalism going on too.
0: Did he? But
1: uh let me tell you, he <clears throat> is what is cons- considered an effable, an effable, an effabophile. I think effabophile. I, I think I'm pronouncing that right. He's an effabulate killer, which is defined as. Um, a person who is primarily attracted to late or post-adolescence or children who have gone through puberty and have advanced signs of adult sexual maturation, um, which is generally teenagers between the ages of 15 and 19 years old. Um, so that should tell you that <clears throat> that's kind of what his age group was when it came to his killings.
0: And that that's, that's interesting, too, because so many serial killers, that's their favorite age group right. i don't know i guess because they're new they haven't experienced life and they're you know yeah it's naive just, it's just that age yeah. but they're old enough to where they can it is um, those are weird ages.
1: Now, I did some research on him, and of course, <clears throat> Wikipedia is always your friend. Um, yes. But I've also found a lot of my information on him from the Criminal Minds Wiki from fandom.com. So a, a lot of what that. I'm <laughs> reading from is going to be um, from both of those. Okay. Um, but I just found him fascinating. Um, we, I do want to give an honorable mention because the serial killer I was originally get, was going to do actually has got it in her mind. So I'm like, nope, <laughs> I'm going to let you have this one. So that way when you do it, I already know what's going on with this fucker. So oh
0: yeah, just, yeah. That one's rough too. That one's, just a, so that way that one's not going to
1: throw me off because I already know about that one. So yeah. that one's not going to bother me too much. Yeah. So just a heads up.
0: Yeah, that's coming. Um, <laughs>
1: yeah, for real. So let's get into Mr. Gary Michael Heidnik. All right, let's hear about him. Mr. Heidnik was an affidavit killer serial rapist, abductor, and projected cannibal who abducted, tortured, and raped six African-American women, keeping them captive in his basement in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. He was born November twenty second, 1943, in East Lake Ohio, and his parents were divorced. They divorced because his mother was an alcoholic. And so as a result of this, he and his brother Terry went and lived with their father and their stepmother. Okay. Um, they both absolutely hated her stepmother. And of course, their father always sided with her whenever there was any kind of a conflict, any kind Mm -hmm. of a problem. Um he was pretty damn abusive himself. Mm. Um he had a tendency to really punish the kids severely. So for example, uh Heidnik's dad would punish him severely for peeing the bed. So he would hang the kid soiled sheets by his bedroom window for everybody in the neighborhood to see. Um, sometimes he even dangled him outside of the window, shaking the kid by his ankles. So he pulled a Michael Jackson. Yeah, he pulled a Michael Jackson on him, um, and shook him up upside down,
0: and okay. could have dropped him on his head. Okay. Um, and speaking it, and the the pee in the bed. Let's not forget that that's one of the tri- trifecta of right. serial killers. That's that's one of them. So let's hear right. if he has the other two going on so, for. Him. Anyway,
1: when he was still a child, though, Mm -hmm. he did fall from a tree and he smashed his skull and therefore he suffered a a misshapen cranium, which is believed to have caused um, a lot of behavioral issues, behavioral aberrations far from the norm. And so, of course, he was bullied because of this. Right. Uh, He was called football head by his classmates. And so, you know, yeah, that's the weird kid. That's football head. Hey, Arnold football head um so in 1961 when he was 18 um through his father's encouragement heidnik dropped out of high school and enlisted in the u.s army and was then once stationed in west germany during his time there in the summer of 1962 okay he was honorably discharged a year after his enlistment and received full disability pension after being diagnosed with schizoid personality disorder
0: oh oh lovely <laughs> mm-hmm
1: Uh, Following his um, dismissal from the military, in 1964, he started taking nursing classes in Philadelphia and then completed them a year later and received an internship at Philadelphia General Hospital. Three years later, he purchased a three-story home and started frequenting the Elwin Institute, which is a house for the developmentally disabled. Um, He made his first of many suicide attempts after his mother committed suicide by overdosing on medication and alcohol in 1970, um, which resulted in frequent hospitalizations for him Mm. um he that doesn't really go into too much really about that but let me move over on a wikipedia because i think that one goes into a little bit more depth about it than what that one does because
0: and it's crazy how many of these serial killers that we talk to have had traumatic childhood experiences whether it is they have a, a head injury from falling out of a tree like like this gentleman or, um, oh, yeah, you know, well, let's, being hit in the head like John Wayne Gacy. Yeah. I mean, that can mess up your, your mind. And, and I'm hoping that as far as we have come in the medical field. Right. That that. A child wouldn't have to go through that again. Well,
1: then let's go back to his early life. We'll come back
0: <clears throat> to, you know,
1: after he's been discharged from the military and everything. Let's go back to his early life. Okay.
0: Um, Because,
1: you know, that goes back to that he claimed that his father was very emotionally abusive. He suffered the lifelong problem of bedwetting, So he didn't even grow out of it.
0: He constantly wet his bed even
1: into adulthood,
0: and that could have been um, something that happened because of his his fall out of the yeah. tree. Like, I mean, if you have a brain injury, you're not going to be able to to take in and absorb information the way that maybe you and I can, who have not had a traumatic brain injury. Exactly,
1: and you know, of course, you know he's going through all of that, and at school wasn't any better. Because, you know, this article says that, you know, he didn't interact with his with his fellow students. He didn't make eye contact when anybody asked him, did like, for example, when a new student asked him, did you get your homework done, Gary? He yelled at her and told her she was not worthy enough to talk to him.
0: Mm. Of course, they
1: made fun of his um, oddly shaped
0: head. But and that could have been a defense mechanism, too, because. He may have thought, well, if I say, yeah, I've done my homework, then he may have been picked on because of that. Right. I mean, you know, she could have turned that around. And it's sad that he had that mentality of uh, that he had to be that defensive and he he couldn't make eye contact or couldn't really make friends with people. Oh, yeah. Because but of that. But you wouldn't know that's what's awful. oddly funny? That he was actually, um, he did very well in school,
1: though. Academically, he was fantastic. He well, actually tested with an IQ of 148. Okay. um now again i stated you know when he was 18 you know he dropped out 17 18 he dropped out of high school and went into the military well before that um because of the encouragement of his father at 14 years old he enrolled at the staunton military academy in stanton virginia
0: mm. he was there for
1: two years um leaving before he graduated again enlisting in the u.s army uh, he did serve in the army for 13 months and his drill sergeant graded him as excellent in basic training Um, he applied for specialist positions. Um, he was in the military. He applied for the military police, but he was always rejected. Mm. Um, he was trained as a medic in the U S army, which then goes to show, show you know, when he went to the nursing after he was dismissed. Um, this was in San Antonio, Texas, and he was being trained there as a medic and he did well through his medical training. Um, he didn't stay long in San Antonio before being transferred again out to West Germany. Um, and so within weeks of him being in Germany, he got his GED. So he did eventually graduate, but in 62, then he got started getting headaches, dizziness, blurred vision, nausea, um, a neurologist diagnosed him with gastroenteritis. And Mm -hmm. then noted that he also displayed symptoms of illness, mental illness, um, basically the schizophrenia and he was prescribed, um, I think, I'm not sure, um, yeah, in 1962, okay. he was transferred to a military hospital from Germany where, again, they um, diagnosed him with a schizoid personality disorder and then discharged him from the military service. Mm. Um, he did become a licensed practical nurse, <coughs> um, enrolled at the University of Pennsylvania, but dropped out after one semester. He did work at a Veterans Administration hospital in Coatesville, but was fired for poor attendance and rude behavior towards the patients. Um, from '62 on he spent time in and out of psychiatric hospitals and again had attempted suicide of at least 13 times again this is due to his mother ellen when in 1970 she committed suicide um by drinking mercuric chloride so not only was it just painkillers and alcohol Mm. she she really did it but she was also suffering from bone cancer and the effects of years-long abuse of alcohol um so and Coincidentally, his brother Terry also spent time in mental institutions as well as attempted suicide multiple times as well. Mm. Um, moving on from this, in, 19, in October of 1971, he incorporated a church called the United Church of the Ministers of God, initially with only five followers. In 1975, he opened an account under the church's name with Merrill Lynch with an initial deposit of $1,500. Eventually, he amassed over $500,000, which in today's, well, today's money is around $1.1 million, give or take.
0: Which is a lot of money. Yeah. Um,
1: by 1986, his church was thriving and wealthy. Um, he has been married several times, and he used his matrimonial service to meet his future wife, with whom he corresponded by mail with for two years before proposing to her. Her name was Betty Ditso, and she arrived from the Philippines in September 1985, and married him in Maryland on October 3rd of 1985. Um, yeah, their marriage went downhill real fucking quick because she caught him in bed with three other women. Three other women. Not only that. Oh wow. But throughout the course of their brief marriage, he also forced his wife to watch while he had sex with other women. Oh wow. Um, she accused him when, when they divorced, uh, she did accuse him of repeating raping and assaulting her. And with the help of the Filipino community in Philadelphia, she was able to leave him in January of 86. But, um, unknown to him until 1987, she actually had his son. He did not find out until she requested child support payments um <laughs> on september because on september fifteenth. Oh, the way we night- have a kid yeah. and um
0: i want money and, Exactly. Um, yeah you didn't even know i was pregnant you didn't yeah. know i was having this baby yeah wow. he, she gave birth to their <laughs> son
1: um jo- jesse john did so on september 15th of 1986 he also has another son had another son by the name of Gary Jr. with a woman named Gail Linkow. Mm. This child was placed in foster care soon after his birth. And then he did have another third child with another woman by the name of Anjanette Davidson, who was illiterate and mentally disabled. Their daughter, Maxine, was born on March 16th of 1978. And again, she was also immediately placed into foster care. And then shortly
0: um
1: after Maxine's birth, he was arrested for the kidnapping and rape of Anjanette's sister, Alberta. Who, again, had been living in an institution for the mentally disabled.
0: Well, you know, so all of his kids, none of them grew up around him. Mm-hmm. I think that that's probably I think that's fantastic. the best thing. I
1: think that's absolutely, absolutely fantastic. And I hope none of those kids ever found out that he was their daddy. Right. Um, now, he did have... Legal charges before he got caught for anything. Because now we're going to really start getting into the nitty gritty Mm -hmm. and leading up to what has happened. So we're going to start off with his very first legal charges in 1976.
0: Okay.
1: Um, At that time, he was charged with aggravated assault and carrying an unlicensed pistol after shooting the tenant of a house that he offered for rent. Didn't kill the guy. Injured him, but didn't kill him. Um, 1978 this is where he was imprisoned for the kidnapping and rape of his then girlfriend's sister he signed her out of the mental institution on day leave and then proceeded to imprison her in a locked storage room in his basement After she was found and returned to the hospital, upon examination, it was revealed that she had been raped and sodomized and that she had contracted gonorrhea. Mm. He was arrested and charged with kidnapping, rape, unlawful restraint, false imprisonment, involuntary deviant sexual intercourse, and interfering with the custody of a committed person. His original sentence was overturned on appeal, and then he spent three years of his incarceration in mental institutions prior to being released in April of 1983 under the supervision of a state-sanctioned mental health program. So this all happened before,
0: right? And I'm glad. That, I'm glad that they gave him that chance to be able to get the help that he needed. Obviously, now, of course, as we know, because you're getting ready to get into some murder. Oh, we would have to get into it. We know that that didn't work, but I do. I am glad that they at least gave him that opportunity to be able to get help. Right? You know what I mean? They didn't just immediately say, "Oh yeah." um you're going to jail for the rest of your life yeah now mind going. you Honestly, now kind of wish that he did obviously because we're going oh, to get some nitty-gritty but oh. he died he, he's he been
1: executed yeah 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 he he was executed in 1999 but we'll get to that yeah um so like m- just mind me because i'm jumping between two different websites yeah. that kind of tell me the same information one's a little bit more factual and one's a little gives a little bit more detail than the other mm-hmm. so um right now i've gone back to the criminal minds wiki um anyway but you know the whole thing that happened with the girlfriend that all happened before he got married for the first time Maxine the child the the older child she was actually the first child of his but again because the mother was mentally ill and in institution and was committed of course the child was obviously given up for foster care adoption that's it um, now after that happened and he was released in 1983, 1984, he purchased a third home and then advertised his church. And then that's when he married Betty did. So, um, again, she was basically a mail order bride. Yeah. Basically back yeah, in the day she when you, she came from the Philippines, yeah, back in the day where you could go in and place an ad and pay money and bring somebody, which they still do, mm-hmm. except it's on the internet now. Mm-hmm. It's called Craigslist. Right. <laughs> Right. But um so you know, then he brought her over and they had a really fucked up brief marriage that of course resulted in a child that he didn't even know about until she wanted child support. So after this, he then decided, you know what? I want sex slaves. I want a harem. So, desiring to have these sex slaves and create this harem, he began a series of abductions and rapes beginning in 1986. Uh-huh. On November 25th, he picked up Josephina Rivera, a part-time African-American prostitute, and took her to his house. After having sex with her, he choked her into unconsciousness before chaining her up in his basement. Now, mind you, he did pay her for her sexual favors before doing this. So she did get paid, but still fucked up. Right. Um. So then, when he chained her up in the basement, he then dug a pit in the basement floor and then she was then put into this pit, which was covered by a weighted board. If she tried to escape or misbehave, then on December third, he abducted the mentally disabled Sandra Lindsay, whom he had gotten pregnant previously, but she had had an abortion, which pissed him off. He fed the two women very irregularly, kept them half naked, and raped them repeatedly.
0: Why are you going to get pissed off if she gets an abortion when you gave your first child up for a? I don't think he had much false of a care. choice in that you
1: know what i mean i don't think he had a choice in that
0: um because
1: part of the thing is that he wanted these women to give him children he wanted the kids okay. so but the fact that you know the ex-wife didn't tell him about the kid and then the um first child was taken away yeah and then this woman had had an abortion he wanted the children but he was like just fucked up so um in december 23rd he then brought home 19 year old lisa thomas He drugged her wine and then put her in the basement with these other women. Then a week later, on January 2nd of 1987, he Mm. abducted Deborah Dudley. Now, during her period of captivity, she would try to defend herself against him, but was beaten and then put in the pit more than the others were. After her abduction, he further humiliated the four women by forcing them to have sex with each other and made them eat dog food. Mm. Now, (laughs) He would actually let them out to watch TV every now and then. But, I mean, he would only feed them, like, one a day. One time a day. And he would manipulate these women against each other. Like, he would make them basically torture the other just for survival. You know? And Mm. he got off on it. It was that thing that he would have her. Now, of course, Stockholm Syndrome was running rampant with them. Mm -hmm. especially the first one josephina because she'd been with him for so long right that you know she's just doing what she's got to do to live through this yeah um he would often put these women on punishment when they did something that he didn't like um one of those times he actually got josephina to help him electrocute the victim deborah dudley to death he had her fill a hole with water and then place bare electric wire in it while the other woman was in it. Mm. And so then once um, Dudley was reported to be floating face down the water, he said, now I can get back to having a peaceful basement. So again, one day in between these rapes, the women were then allowed to watch television since they only got the one meal a day. If they were lucky, they were obviously starving. So when he heard one of the women say that, the dog food on television looked good enough to eat it pissed him off so he decided they're gonna eat dog food now if he'd only forced them to eat the dog food on its own that would have been bad enough okay i don't think i could ever be that hungry to want to eat dog food but
0: right.
1: i'm saying just no instead he forced Josephina to help him cut up the body of one of the women who had died and then put it through a meat grinder and mixed it with the dog food And then presented it to them as part of their punishment. Um, Yeah. So, basically, he Mm. forced these Mm -hmm. women into becoming cannibals to survive. Mm -hmm. And so, that's why, you know, when it says, you know, they made them eat dog food, it was just horrible. Right. That's sickening. Yeah. Now, on January 18th of 1987, he abducted Jacqueline Askins. And on February 7th, he then became angry with Lindsay for unspecified reasons and punished her by hanging her by one of her wrists from a roof beam for two days. She developed a high fever and then died the next morning. He then took her body upstairs, dismembered it with a power saw, put her head into a cooking pot, and cut out her flesh. Oh. He fed some of her to his dogs and the rest to the rest of the women downstairs. And then a couple of days later, neighbors started complaining of the terrible smell and he was interrogated and successfully explained that he had burnt his food. Um, he then, after that, bribed his captives into telling on one another. Another way for him to manipulate them
0: and I will and give keep you them. a piece of chicken if you tell me everything that's going on down here when I'm not here. Oh, Gets, I'm sure it's that kind of thing, because they're starving.
1: Yeah. Well, like, I mean, it gets worse. Because, like I said, he's bribed his captives into telling on each other. So, Josephina once told him the others had planned to attack him and try to an escape. And so, as a result, he made them death, deaf by driving screwdrivers <gasps> through their eardrums. Oh, no. He started to, again, apply electrocution to all of his captives, except Josephina, who had then, like I said, had started to aid him in torturing the others. She also had privileges after apparently becoming his favorite including being occasionally allowed upstairs to watch a movie or being allowed to be raped in a more comfortable environment um and again we go back to march 19th is when he ex when he had her help him electrocute deborah dudley in the cellar and again threw her into the water filled pit and then a effa- fate just fatally electrocuted her due to her fighting him
0: mm-hmm.
1: um They then disposed of her body, again, cutting her up, mixing her in with the dog food. He then um, abducted Agnes Adams to replace her. So on March 24th, 1987, Josephina asked his permission to be allowed to visit her family because he was going out to find another girl. Mm -hmm. And so she was like, okay, well, I'll be all right. I'm just going to go see them. I'll meet you back at this gas station. I just want to let my family know I'm okay. That I'm alive. That I'm alive. And of course, yeah. since she's his favorite, <clears throat> and she's been doing everything he wants her to do. He's like, okay, He's that's like, fine. okay, I'm cool with it. So we're good. So he he lets her go because he assumes that she's fallen to her Stockholm Syndrome, and he's believing she's not going to go to the authorities on him. However, she went home and told her boyfriend, Vincent Nelson, what had happened and called 911, and he was arrested good on june 1988 he appeared in court for the first time for all of this and who buddy who buddy so all in all before we get into the whole court thing Mm -hmm. he killed two abducted and tortured four and assaulted and raped one I feel that torture kind of includes the the rape of those women oh, in yeah. his basement. Oh yeah. So you can understand how they would pull inspiration for Buffalo Bill from oh, absolutely.
0: absolutely, the the water filled
1: pit, the electrocution, yeah. the dog food, yeah, the being buried in your basement, yeah, tortured yeah. and cut up and cannibalized and. Mm-hmm. I mean it's a lot. There's it a is. lot. It is a lot there.
0: And it's crazy to think. Like, I mean, it's sh- not taking his side, but this just goes to show that you cannot trust anybody. I oh, know. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I'm glad that she went to the police. I'm glad that he was caught. So that way no one else could do it. But I'm sure in his mind he's like, Damn, you cannot trust these bitches at all. <laughs> yeah. And
1: I mean, you know,
0: what I read from
1: that. Uh-huh. You know that was from the criminal minds. Now the actual Wikipedia article on him uh-huh. goes into a little bit more detail okay. about what he did to those women.
0: Uh
1: huh. Um, like for example, um, going back to the first woman that died of fever mm-hmm. and starvation,
0: that he that he hung, up by, that her he hung up by her
1: arms. Okay. Um, when he cut her up and put her in the freezer, he labeled her body parts as dog food. Um, he cooked her ribs mm. in the oven, bowled her head in a pot on the stove. Mm. Um, when he explained, what he said to explain getting out of the whole bad smell was that he was cooking a roast. He fell asleep and it burnt. Um, mm. Like I said, they were just like, when he was arrested, they said that upon examination of a Cuisinart and other tools in his kitchen, they found no evidence of it, but... Yeah, I think I think you did. I think you did, ma'am. Yeah.
0: <laughs> and it's
1: just like... But he pit all these women against each other. His youngest victim, though, was um, Jacqueline Askin. She was 18. They actually uh, interviewed her back in 2018 for a um, special report or documentary mm-hmm. about Gary Heidnik's House of Horrors 30 Years Later. And it actually featured an interview with her that, when she recounted, he would wrap duct tape around their mouths and then stab them in the ears with screwdrivers.
0: Yeah. I'm going to have to go watch this documentary. Oh, my God. I'm going to have to find it.
1: I... Oh, yeah. But, you know, when Riv- when Rivera, when Josephina went and told on him, when they abducted Agnes Adams uh-huh. on March
0: 23rd...
1: Mm-hmm. Um. Not only was he arrested, but his best friend, Tony Brown, was also arrested. Because, of course, this guy knew. But, in exchange for being uh, released on five hundred fifty thousand dollars bail, he agreed that he would testify. So, in part, he admitted that he had witnessed Lindsay's death in the basement. and He also admitted he had witnessed Heidnik dismember her body. Mm. And so... Heidnik was arrested March 24th, 1987. So, his killing spree really wasn't that long. Thank goodness. And he does not have a very prolific kill list. He only killed two people. Right. But he fucked four women up badly. Right. Badly.
0: Right. So, in April
1: of 1987, after a month of being imprisoned, Mm Mm-hmm. He attempted to hang himself in his jail cell. He knew. He, he was. was
0: he knew it. So, but it didn't work apparently.
1: No, no, no. It did not work. Oh, nay
0: nay. <laughs> nay <Nay-nay>. nay. Nay nay, <laughs> motherfucker.
1: Nay nay. Nay nay. Um. We are now going to get into what happened when he was arrested. Okay. Okay. So, after he was arrested, he went in for his arraignment. <sighs> he claimed at his arraignment that the women were already in the house when he moved in. Oh, my God. <laughs> he was defended by A. Charles Peruto, Jr., who attempted to prove that he was legally insane.
0: Um, Which I think that he was, obviously. He had been in and out of a psychiatric ward, and he had... Mental illness go through his family with his mom committing suicide. So, absolutely, I do think that he was mentally unstable. Obviously, if you're going to do something like this, you have to be mentally unstable, right?
1: But, um, with this guy, unfortunately, that was rebutted successfully by the prosecution led by Charles F Gallagher III. He okay. um pointed out the fact that this man had successfully amassed approximately five hundred and fifty thousand dollars through a brokerage account. That was used to prove that he was an astute investor and therefore not insane. Mm
0: -hmm. Testimony was also
1: given by his Merrill Lynch financial advisor, Robert Kirkpatrick, and that was also used to prove Heidens' mental competence. He called him an astute investor who knew exactly what he was doing. So, they could not use the...
0: So their, their mindset is if you are smart enough to manage your finances, you're not mentally unstable. If
1: you are smart enough to manage your day to day life, to run a business, to be a pastor, to own a, to run a church like this, and you're able to amass this kind of wealth in this day and age, then you are obviously sound of mind enough to know what is right and what is wrong. Sure. Okay. Okay. But I think that's more along the lines of like you're mentally sound, you know, because again, now we know that you could have a mental illness and function perfectly well in society with no problem. You could be of sound mind and still be mentally unstable or mentally ill or have anything going on with you that nobody can see. It doesn't matter what your intelligence is. You can still have those things going on. But mind you, this is the late 70s, late 80s. Not it's still taboo to talk about any kind of insanity. They're a picture yeah. of insanity with somebody that's not there. Yeah, the lights on but nobody's home.
0: Right, that and kind that's of thing. Not true. That was more <laughs> along the
1: lines oh they're locked in the attic and nobody talks about them. Yeah, that kind of mindset. Yeah. So
0: yeah, <sighs> that that well, was. I'm I'm glad that we have come as far as we have with mental health. I feel like we still have a ways to go. But I do think that we have taken, like what you said, leaps and bounds from where it was in, like, the 70s, 80s, like what you're talking about. It's still not great. And I think that there's still a lot of room for improvement when it comes to mental health. However, I do, I am glad that we have come as far as we have. Oh, yeah. And I think that it's only going to get better and hopefully only get better from here. And that stigma around getting and keeping your mental health where it needs to be won't be a, a thing that people will, like, look down on you for. Exactly. Because it's not something that that, that you should look down on anybody for. No. and And maybe, just maybe, if the medical field would be as advanced as we are now... Maybe when he fell out of that tree, right? Maybe they would have been able to do a little bit more from him for him well, to like try to help. That
1: now, when something like that happens, one of the first things that you know medical professionals check for is: Do you have a concussion? Is there any right. kind of serious brain trauma or brain injury? That's one of the things that they first look for,
0: right? And, and that wasn't the case back in the day.
1: No, it was not
0: back in the back in the day. They were just like, "Oh, can you see? Can you hear?" Can you, can you can you tell me what two plus two is? Can you follow sure, my finger? Right. Can you follow my finger? That kind of thing to see yeah. if your mind was okay. Exactly. And I'm glad that we've come as far as we have again. We still have a ways to go. Oh, obviously. But, but I feel like that if he, that would have happened now, there's so much advancement with so the much medical that, that he, maybe it could have helped his mental health. Maybe they could have done a surgery to fix the deformity of his head. Um, to maybe where he wouldn't be as bullied and um, that, that takes a toll on your think, mental health anyway. But
1: then you also have to think about, he grew up with an imus- uh, an emotionally abusive father, a mother that, that was an alcoholic yeah. who was not present in his life really whatsoever. Right.
0: I mean, all of that. I
1: mean, she only raised him for four years of her life. Right. That was it. And right. then he and his brother went to live with his dad and his yeah. evil stepmother. So, I mean,
0: yeah, yeah. The kid was fucked up to begin with. Right. It happens, but all of those things that yep. you know—the falling out of the tree, the being bullied—all of that. In addition to that, that's a recipe for a serial killer. Mm-hmm. And if he had not let her go see her family, that the first, the the victim that he let go. If he had not let her go, it's no telling how many more women he would have done that to. Right. She probably saved a lot of women's lives. She probably did because, because there's no telling if it is no left telling.
1: unchecked how many. Right. How many he could have killed or
0: brought back there How, and tortured and raped, right.
1: You know? Right. So there's none to the say. So same. thank
0: you to that victim.
1: Right, absolutely. I um, mean, she did some fucked up shit to have to survive to manage it, it, but
0: I, I mean, they it, all did it, it reminds me a lot of the movie saw in the matter of it's like oh we're gonna play a game yeah you're gonna stay down here and i'm gonna tell you what to do and you're gonna tell me what's going on down here and then we'll go from there and then right. i'll decide what i'm gonna feed well, you like for this and guy, how this much i'm his, gonna feed you this
1: was his harem these were <clears throat> these women solely existed for his intimate pleasure mm. that was it that was their whole purpose and he got off On them torturing each other and him Mm -hmm. torturing them and them suffering and being forced to do things that normally they wouldn't do. Yes, they were all prostitutes. Mm -hmm. Yes, they all had a certain kind of sex work position, whether they did it full time, part time. They were all relatively young, Mm -hmm. you know he preyed on those because and you all and you also said that they that were
0: african-american right exactly and that's something else to to kind of note as well is you know back in the 70s and 80s
1: racism was racism heavy, was heavy it and still is
0: it's not i feel like we've again we've come a little bit we've come a ways i still think that it's there it's very evident um, oh, it's always evident. It's but always I, I evident. don't think that that's something that will ever go away because it's almost innated in us as I growing up. I think it up. will
1: eventually go away. Because I think that the more we teach future generations don't make the same mistakes we have made, the better it's going to get. Right. So, I mean, honestly, it's kind of one of those things that, hey, the old generation kind of needs to... So that way, the newer frame of thought can come around. So... But again, it's going to be a long, long process. I'm
0: sure that that was one of the reasons why he picked them. Because at that time, I'm sure that if you were an African-American woman, so I mean... I hate to put it this way, but you almost have like a double whammy because well, people are not going to care about you a, because you're, you're a woman sex worker, and you're B, a prostitute. You're a woman. And, and
1: C, you're a woman of color. Right. So back people in People are not going to be looking for times, you as much as
0: if it was a white um, woman. Uh, pretty much. Pretty
1: much. If you're not a young white woman, nobody's going to give a shit. And that's exactly the thought process in that time. And I'm sure a lot of people would agree right. with that. Right. And um, Right. But he was still a very fucked up individual. doesn't matter who oh, no. I, it happened oh, to. Yeah, You can't but make any
0: excuses for I guess his, his thought actions, process but.
1: was along the lines of, oh, nobody's going to come looking for them. They're already selling exactly. their bodies. Exactly. Nobody's going to give a shit about exactly. them. Exactly. So, nobody's
0: going to come looking for them at all. Like, right. And nobody's, nobody's ever going to suspect
1: me. I'm right. a fucking preacher. Right. So, you know.
0: Right. Anyway, <laughs>
1: his trial was uh, very short. He... First went on trial, which again, I talked about his arraignment was on July 1st of 1988. And no, I'm sorry. June of 1988 was his arraignment. And then on July 1st, he was convicted of two counts of first degree murder, five counts of kidnapping, six of rape, four of aggravated assault, and one of involuntary deviant sexual intercourse being sentenced to death. On December 31st, 1988, while awaiting execution, he attempted to commit suicide by overdosing on Thorazine, but he only fell into a brief coma. Then, on April 15, 1997, nine years later, <sighs> he was scheduled to be executed by lethal injection at Rockview State Prison in Belafonte, but a last-minute appeal was filed, which led to a hearing to determine his mental competency again. Mm. That appeal was denied and on june 25th of 1999 the state supreme court affirmed the death sentence and on july 6th he was executed by lethal injection at age
0: 55
1: mm. um now we get back to talking about why
0: mhm
1: now this says you know he targeted african american women in their late teens to mid 20s he usually abducted them by simply bringing them over to his house where he then proceeded to either drug them or attack them he tortured them in cl- In different ways, including rape, beating, electric shot, forcing them to have sex with each other while he watched, hanging by the wrists, whatever have you. Mm -hmm. Whenever one of them dissipated him, he would force him to a four-foot deep pit filled with water and place a wooden board weighed down with stone so she could not escape. He would then place an electrical cable that wasn't insulated on one end and connected to an outlet on the other, through a gap in the board, and then electrocute her. Um... Again, he would deafen his victims so they would not be able to hear him come down to the basement. He would cuff their hands and feet together. He hung them from a basement beam, gagged them, gouged different sized screwdrivers into their ears. He didn't do this to Josephina though, due to her compliance and telling him about their escape attempts. So, you know, when he fed them, it basically was based on his mood. Yeah. Yeah. He was a very, very fucked up guy.
0: Yeah, and and again, I'm glad that they caught him before any more people could get hurt um, or killed. Um, I hate that the women had to go through that and had to deal with that, but I'm thankful that more women, that he was caught before more women were able to be put in that situation because I don't know about anyone else, but I can't imagine someone wanting to be Hung by their arms I don't for think two days
1: Nobody really wants to do and, that.
0: and and be put in a four foot deep hole in the basement and and electrocuted. I don't think that you know I can't yeah. you, nobody wants that and and I'm glad that again that Josephina was able to get out and be able to turn him into the police because and I'm glad that he was electrocuted absolutely
1: because um, he deserved of, it. As of today, in 2021, he was the last person to have been executed by the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, he remains the third of only three people to be executed in Pennsylvania since the resumption of the death penalty. Mm-hmm. Um, the other two were Keith Zettelmoyer in May 1995 and Leon Moser in August 95. Mm-hmm. Um, after he was executed, his body was cremated. He was not buried.
0: Now, <clears throat> I'm, I'm curious as to what happened to his ashes. Because I don't think anybody knows really because if his kids were put in the foster home home system, he didn't have any kids. He was somewhere. he that right and well
1: except his one with his wife, um, Betty.
0: Yeah, because she wanted child support.
1: Yeah, so he that child obviously was raised with a mother and I highly, so, highly doubt she ever told him whose child he was. So um, we can only hope. I mean, I haven't heard anything in the news about this guy. So I can only assume he turned out somewhat okay.
0: Right. Hopefully. Hopefully Hopefully all of his kids.
1: Hopefully not scarred for life. You know what I mean? Right. Um, Right. So he's actually one of six real life murderers that they based Buffalo Bill Gum on. So name all. Do you you know all of the ones? No, it doesn't name. It just names him as um, being one of them.
0: With, but the, with the hole. With the hole. The digging in the hole.
1: And the rape and the cannibalism and the water, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So, again, that's one of the murderers. Mm-hmm. Um, in 2018, the band Skin actually released a song which was based on these events, which actually featured Jonathan Davis of Corn.
0: Of course it does. Um, <laughs> the
1: plot of the 2012 movie The Factory was partially inspired by him. Okay. And on January 16th of this year, the Oxygen Channel aired a two hour special titled Monster Preacher in which two of his victims actually recounted their experiences and the crimes he committed against them.
0: And can I just point out that this past week was serial killer week on Oxygen and that's all that they played with serial killer stuff. Just thought I would throw that out there.
1: Yeah, so it was possible that it might have actually been aired during the week. I happened to come across, and I yeah. guess they were doing something on Dahmer.
0: Oh, yeah. I don't know. It's I, like, screw Shark Week. We're all about the serial killer. <laughs> we are. are I'm still going to go after Shark Week. But, um, <laughs> yeah, it, to me,
1: it was just, uh, I couldn't pass this one up.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Because, glad to me, you.
1: Gary Hydeck is up. not one I've actually heard of.
0: Which I love. And, granted,
1: I didn't do a whole lot of research into him. Right. But... You know when I came across I was like you know what screw this other one I want to do because Ashley's all gung-ho about this one so I'm just gonna <laughs> let her have him and that way I'll be aware when she does that right
0: one. yeah because and it's crazy because me and Amy have not been telling each other what our topics are going to be which I like yes but me and Amy had, had a discussion about you know want to do at least know kind of a little bit of details about the situations that were going on yeah because so
1: if we can uh do a throwback to Chica Tio if he y'all didn't hear a lot of this things that i had to say about that um right thankfully because that was a very very um emotionally rough episode for me and so we've come to agreement you have to warn a bitch yeah because otherwise i'm not gonna make it through a podcast yeah and i kind of would like to right (laughs) so but yeah
0: and yeah and i came across a uh a youtube video of the of the killer that she was mentioning i was like look if you ever come across this, don't watch it. Don't and listen the, to it but let because me
1: tell you, it's rough. But let me tell you, the look on her face when I told you, oh, yeah, I'd seen that. And I didn't even bat an eye. She was like, who are you and what the fuck have you done with Amy?
0: Exactly. I was like, really? <laughs> I was like, yeah. Because she was like, hey, have you ever heard of this?
1: I was like well damn bitch she's like man I gotta do an episode on this guy I was like well damn bitch you just taking my episode for April ain't she she's like oh my god no you can do him you can do him I was like no I'll let you have it because you're you're (laughs) thrilled about this one so you can have him because yeah I I might not do
0: him the next next one because I have had um a couple of requests that I have not been able to do yet so I want to do, you know, get through those requests, and then I'm going to get to the one that that we're talking yeah. about now because. But
1: that one is one that yeah. I'll actually be able to participate in because I actually do know something about that one. Yay! So I have actually watched a documentary or two about him. Yeah, I love him.
0: So it. He's it, that one's crazy. That
1: one is crazy. And it's that one's up.
0: crazy. Um, y'all just wait; it's going to get. Wait. We also get crazy. have
1: some. So let me tell you guys. Okay. So, since. Today is Amy's bowl of cereal.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Ashley is taking over my spot this month. Yes. So
0: April Fools, guys! <laughs> Yay! Um, we thought it would be a fun. We little thought it would joke. be fun
1: for the month of <clears throat> April to kind of you know switch put you know switch spots for once. So she's mm-hmm. gonna do the paranormal episode. I look forward to seeing what she's gonna do. I've got some paranormal <laughs> things coming up. That I've actually, I've gotten really excited about. I found a new podcast that um, I've gotten into. Okay. And it's given me some really good ideas for some topics that I hadn't thought about before. Okay. And um, yeah, I'm really excited about some of those. Um, I can just go ahead and name some of them because y'all never know when I'm going to do them.
0: Right. We never know the order or what you're going to do. Yeah. But um,
1: if you have a, a minute, you can check this podcast out. I just happened to come across it because I heard, I have two things, and um, there's one I'm just going to, because I'm actually currently listening to the series on iHeartRadio about it, so that's going to come at a later day once I can finish that series. Uh, Oh, no, I don't want to play that. No, 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 don't play. Okay. Um,
0: (laughs) Thanks, iPhone. Right.
1: (laughs) So, um, the name of the podcast that I've started listening to is called Theories of the Third Kind. And they have so many. This is actually where I got the idea to talk about Gary Heidnick because I listened to the podcast they did about him. And I was like, this is going to be fantastic. Mm -hmm. So I was like, I need to talk about that. Um, They talk about the dark web, Mm -hmm. unexplained songs. Have you ever heard about the booms that people hear out of nowhere Mm -hmm. or like? You'll hear like the earth groaning or something, just like this loud kind of metallic weird sound. And it's just nobody knows where it's coming from. Almost sounds like, I've heard people say it sounds like trumpets or whatever. And oh, the end times are coming. Oh, yeah. Like those. (laughs) Um, They talk about UFOs, exorcisms, the JFK assassination, which you know me. I want Mm, to talk about that so bad. Um, The Oak Island mystery, the Anunnaki the Black knights set. They have conspiracy theories. They have ghosts. They have cults. Man, they even talk about the whole conspiracy theory about 9-11, which, man, I'd love to get into that one. Mm. Um, mm-hmm. Of course, I... Yeah. Um, they talk about the Hopi prophecies, the pyramids, um, Project Serpo, which that's a great one. They talk about the disappearance of the Malaysia Airlines Flight 370. I want to talk about that, yes. too, man. Yes, um, I mean... The hole in Siberia. That, that there's one, and I'm just going to mention this because I'm actually researching it currently. Mm-hmm. But supposedly there is a gigantic bottomless hole in Siberia, and that nobody's been able to find the bottom of it. But supposedly you can hear. Sc- they dropped a microphone down into this hole, and you could hear screams of anguish and so everybody swears that this hole in siberia in russia is a hole to hell and Mm. that those screams they are hearing are of the souls of the damned being tortured and oh man that is like one of the things i'm like holy shit that is insane yes um
0: So, yeah, you've got some good ones. I've got some good ones. You've got some good topics that may be Um, coming up. I like it. The Men in Black. Yeah. Uh,
1: I've also got one one that um, is actually a cult that I want to talk about Mm. that I've actually read a couple things about and listened to a couple podcasts on. So that's another one i got coming up that I really want to talk about. But I've just been, and I'm still obsessed with, like, Scared to Death. (laughs) I'm starting to get into time suck, too, because I listen to it when I'm, doing paperwork at work and i just kind of need some background Background noise noise. yeah and i've gotten into it and there's what like i said the one i'm listening to on iHeartRadio right now i don't know if this is a real thing or if this is like a made-up story but i'm invested (laughs) i am invested and i'm like i need to talk about this so um if you haven't heard of it uh look up I don't, I don't know. I'll, I'll wait until I've actually had a chance to listen to the whole series because there's only two episodes right now. Mm-hmm. So I'm waiting for the next update. And then once I've actually had a chance to listen to the whole series, I'm going to talk about it. Um, if it comes out to be fiction, we're still going to talk about it. I'm going to give story. you my take on it. Fun story. Um, if not, I want to deep dive into it because I am also obsessed with the park at the bottom of the Hollywood sign. Mhm. Okay.
0: Mhm. I am obsessed
1: with that. Um, mm-hmm. what's it called? It starts with a G. I can't think of it.
0: I can't think of it either.
1: It starts with a g I, I want to say Grisham Park, but I don't think that's right. <sighs> uh, Park Siri. Hey Siri, what's the name of the park at the bottom of the Hollywood sign in L.A.? Okay, I found this on the web. for What's the name? Griffith Park. Griffith. Griffith Park. park. Griffiths. Griffiths. Griffiths park. Okay. Thank you, Siri. <clears> anyway. So, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of obsessed with that because supposedly the carousel there is haunted. The park is haunted. Mm. The Hollywood Hills are haunted. Oh, my God. There's just so much about that I want to talk about. So, this has kind of made me really excited. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, I guess that about does it for mm. me talking. So, tell yep. me. T-
0: let's discuss. Okay. Let's discuss. What do you think? Um. Thank you for taking over this month. First You're off, um, we needed a break. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think that I like that it was somebody that's not very well known because I do like researching and doing things on killers that are not well known because most of the well known ones I know
1: way too much, about. a
0: lot about.
1: <laughs> I mean, there's not really anything um, new to share. And this one, I That's mean,
0: thankfully because I right, feel like we've come a long way with our police department and things like that and in investigations and things. So I think that because of that, I don't think that we will have a serial killer that has a number quite as big as, as example, like Chikatillo um, or Albert Fish, H.H. H. H. Holmes. H.H. H. Holmes. I don't think that we'll ever have another serial killer with those amount of numbers because of Let's the way never that. never
1: say never because people. Right, People are capable uh, of what, fucked up shit, man.
0: Yeah. That's why I said I think we've come let's numb not, enough. Let's, not, put a, let's um, not get ahead
1: of ourselves here.
0: Um, to where that... I just like the fact that, that
1: you know, he was just as fucked up as some of the ones you've talked about. Mm-hmm. But he did not have a high count. And right. he did not... What he did was not that mm-hmm. long.
0: Because was he was really, caught really quickly, thankfully.
1: I mean, yeah, he'd had a history of, you mm-hmm. know, raping and assault and shit. But... He wasn't a killer outside of that Mm -hmm. period of a year. Yeah, he was fucked up. But Mm -hmm. during that year that he only killed two people, but he tortured seven. Yeah. So, I mean, six or seven. Yeah. But thankfully, four of those women were rescued. Thankfully. Thankfully. Yes. You know, the the number could have been a lot higher. Mm -hmm. Thankfully, it was not. Now, Mm -hmm. he fucked those women up for life. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, but and it would not
0: surprise me if some of those women did not take their own lives because of that no, all kind alive. of mental. They are. They
1: are still alive. good. Um, as good. far as I could tell in my research, I didn't see anything where any of them have passed recently mm-hmm. or anything like that. Um, mm-hmm. As far as I'm aware, these these women are still alive. They're good. in their 40s. Good. Early 50s um good and of course as i said there was a documentary that aired on oxygen this year Mm -hmm. where they did interview two of those women Mm -hmm. so if you're able to find it give it a watch let me know what you think
0: i'm gonna have to go home and find that after this week this week it's (laughs) gonna be this week
1: yeah so this week is gonna be a long week for me Mm
0: -hmm.
1: um but so i wanted to make sure that we got this recorded and taken care of um because i was really excited to actually do a serial killer of my own yes even though i'm not a murderino i am not a serial killer fan i that i like true crime but man i draw a line somewhere
0: i like the creepy weird shit and i think the main thing that i take away from this is and i know that i say this a lot but just don't be dicks to people like if you see someone that has like a disability or you see someone that has you know has gone through a lot don't Pick on them. Don't add to that because that's where these type of things happen. Is when they also
1: don't help situations. No, they don't. Because there's just some things that I don't think bullying is the main cause.
0: No, it's not the main cause, but but it's like the icing on the cake. Help the situation, right? Because right, it's like especially in your formative years, man. Right, it's like the icing on the cake or the cherry on top. It's not the main ingredients, but it's it's what can almost tip you over that iceberg. Let's
1: Let's be real, guys. We are we were all awkward teenagers at one point in our life oh yeah we've all had to go through that strange weird period known as puberty right we've all been there and there's plenty of people in the world who have yet to reach it right but it's already awkward enough and hard enough as it is man don't make it don't make it harder on anybody else right we're all going through shit
0: right and and i hate to almost sound like we do a psa Every time that we do a podcast, but, but I just want to reiterate that because yes, what he did was fucked up. Yes. He, he, he did have mental issues before any of that happened, but it it may have helped if he had someone there to say, I'm here, I'm here what or can we do to he help you a
1: family life
0: that exactly that too
1: or if you are more trying parent, to help him instead of like embarrassing him for right, the bed, instead right. of hanging him out of his and i'm pretty sure that when he fell out of the tree and busted his head they
0: got probably like didn't even care. medical
1: care for him right they maybe took him to the er but that was probably about it right you know, there was no looking into, does this have lasting effects on my kid? Right. Or, oh my God, for, for that matter, I've actually been present when it happened. Right. Um, or gave a shit. Right. What your kid was doing or keeping an eye on your kid. Because let's be real, kids are going to do shit. Oh, yeah. Kids, kids are, are going to fall They're and hurt themselves. hurt themselves. But
0: I mean. It's a, it's a part of life. More than likely, your child is going to get some scrapes, some cuts, some bruises, maybe even a broken bone along the way. You, you just gotta... Shit's gonna happen. It, it is. But, I and, mean, and it's
1: like, this guy, he suffered through a lot. He had an alcoholic he mother. He had a dad that did not give a shit about him. He didn't have really any friends. And, you know, yeah, I mean, he, what do, what do you think? He didn't really have a basis for what an actual relationship should mm-hmm. be like. Or have a foundation for how...
0: Or someone there to teach him right from wrong.
1: Exactly. Mm-hmm. Or somebody there... I mean, granted, he did amazing in the Army, but... You would think that would teach him some kind of discipline and some kind of... um, But he
0: was only in there for a year, though.
1: Yeah. And then, of course, they diagnosed him with schizophrenia almost. So,
0: just... So, they knew knew. something was going on with him. They knew something was going on with him. Yeah. And at least they were trying to get him help. You can't say that about the Army. You know, they were
1: trying to get him help, but... No...
0: And in the, and the judicial system as well, because the first time that he got in trouble, they were like, OK, let's try to get you some help. And they sent him to a mental hospital. exactly So, you know, it's not that he didn't have the lack of the ability to be able to go get the help. But it was what kind of help was he getting while he was going through exactly. there? And again, um, it and also comes to say
1: how mental illnesses are treated. Now right. And as compared to what they were because I believe even in the 80s now correct me if I'm wrong maybe I think they were still doing some kinds of like shock treatments mm-hmm. and
0: shit yeah I don't know but and in, in, in addition to that um, the you know we don't know if he wanted to even be helped Exactly we, because we for you to be able to get help you have to want it
1: I mean and you also have to figure like you know he really did not have a healthy um, dynamic with women.
0: Mm-hmm. Because
1: I feel for a lack of a mother, mother to, of a motherly figure yeah. in his life because his mother was basically absent. Yeah. And then he had a stepmother that he absolutely hated and she probably hated him too. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously he could not have that great of opinion of women and mm-hmm. it doesn't mention that he ever and, really had a girlfriend in high school. And you know what's kind of,
0: what's kind of a sick thought though. And it just popped in my head, what if after all of this happened and and she was part of that ingredient, that stepmother, as to why he did, you know, why his mental health was as bad as it was, right? Right. If she was going around, is going around, and was saying things like, "Well, I told you guys he won't nothing but trouble. Do yeah. you see this? Do you see that? Do you see what he did? Yeah, Do you see you, that?" There's no, but there's. You should have been across. there for him before he did these things exactly. to try to lead him in the right direction. You are a bonus parent,
1: exactly, which means
0: you're supposed to be there to guide and protect those children that you, you are, are supposed married to love them as much as your own, if they
1: were your own child. Absolutely. So, honestly i cannot say to what may have happened that pushed him down this path but none of it was good Mm
0: -hmm. so it was like a like i said all of those are little ingredients yeah you know all of those are little like okay here's the egg here's the here's the here's the flour, you know all of that stuff and it's just like okay a little bit here a little bit there and then it all just just kind of it just kind of once that cake finishes it's 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 a wrap i (laughs) mean it's just exactly and, and it's something it's that like we to need to be aware no of. Right. And that's something that you, that. that you need to be, you need to be aware of your children's mental state too.
1: Exactly. That's like mixing salt in the icing. Yeah. And forgetting to add the sugar. Yeah. That's just never a good thing. Or making a cake without an egg. egg. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Throw it back to my birthday cake years ago. <laughs> it was still a good cake though. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. We're not going to talk anyway, about that.
1: It is what mm-hmm. it is. So, anyways, yep, we want to thank you guys um, for yes. joining us tonight. I hope you enjoyed my little foray into the fucked up mind of a, of cereal a serial killer. killer. It and may happen again. Yes, we don't know. We'll see what. And the if you guys have any us.
0: any recommendations for any any future bowl of cereal contenders, shoot us a message. We're we're on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We now have a TikTok. We do
1: and um you never know what we're gonna put on the tiktok you might see us acting stupid on there we don't know
0: right eating never know but um just be just be aware that you can reach out to us um we do have an email guys um and yeah. it's
1: awful dry which is be like pod at gmail.com yes you don't want to message us on facebook i mean hey drop me a you line on the email i check emails every day all day so yes. um you have a story please write me in a story i'd love to start sharing some listener stories on yeah, the
0: podcast i think that would be wonderful
1: um i'd love to hear about a um, UFO sighting you've yeah. had a encounter with a ghost or you you have a fictional ghost story you've made up and that you just love that you just have just to just share yeah. i will love to share that mm-hmm. um because come on fake stories are just as creepy as the real oh yeah um I do thoroughly oh, yeah. enjoy that. So if you have a story you want to tell, if you have anything, please, please, please email me your stories at which just be like pod. And I will pick one every month on my side of the podcast to share. So please do that. Mm-hmm. Um, also, my side of the podcast still up to be named. I know. So
0: y'all yeah, give us some ideas for that um, as well. There is
1: a post pinned on our Facebook page. So if you would, uh, drop me a title in the, mm-hmm. in the comments, um, right now we're doing it as like the one with the most likes, we'll get to get shout out on May's episode and we'll also get to choose my topic for May. So, uh, that's going to end April 30th. Mm-hmm. I'll take the post down and then we will unveil the new name with my episode for May. Yay!
0: So, with that being said, I
1: think we covered all the bases, I think? Yes. You you guys know where to hear us by now. Yeah. Um, Apple, (laughs) Spotify, Alexa. Alexa, play Despacito. (laughs) Anyway. Despacito. (laughs) I'm sorry. I couldn't help myself. <laughs> um, uh, uh, let's see what else. Uh, iHeartRadio has us. Pandora has us. We get a lot of listeners from Pandora, which is love fantastic. It. Thank you guys for so, listening to us, by the way. Um, we really do appreciate it. Uh, every single download, every single listen, every single message we get saying, hey, I loved this week's episode. It means yes, the world to us. It does. And, you know, it's like we're up to 388 people that follow us and 380 that like our Facebook page so shout out to you guys yes we are glad you enjoy our weird little thing we have going here i love it um so yeah so thank you guys yes and thank you we will see you in a little bit on the yeah. next episode
0: yeah in a couple of weeks right
1: <laughs> awesome guys so have a good one All and right. stay weird
0: yes stay weird bye-bye bye
1: This episode of Witches Be Like Podcast was written and recorded by Amy Throckmorton and Ashley Link. It was produced by the boys of Master POS Theater. If you want to get in touch with us, you got an idea, you have a theory, you just want to talk, you can hit us up on Facebook at Witches Be Like Podcast, follow us on Instagram at Witches Be, or drop us a line on our email at Witches Be Like Pod at gmail.com. You can find our podcast in Anywhere podcasts are sold, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, Podbean, and the like. Thank you so much for listening, and we will see you on the next one. Stay spooky and always be weird.